It's the Black Swarm Podcast, baby. We're raw. And welcome to the week two of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Piper here with Rob Antonell and Matthew Matigli. How are we doing tonight, boys? Hey, pretty good. Yeah, that, that sounds very confident for me, Matthew. Uh, I don't want to get overzealous or anything. Fair enough. So, uh, week one, we got our asses whooped. How are we feeling? Well, <laughs> since you say we got our asses whooped, I'm going to say I thought we played all right. <laughs> um, you know, I say you know a lot, but uh, it was nine to nine to seven yeah. at the end of the third. I had some guys lighten their guys up. I think up front we looked all right, both sides of the ball. Um, Offense was pathetic, 11 yards passing by our starting quarterback. Back to the, you know, screen game and run it at you, and that's about all I saw from our offense. But I think they're going to shirt up because Pick Central was a good – they had a good defense. Um, other things that come to mind are why isn't our defense set? You know, sometimes we're out there and they're looking around for the play and it's they're about to be snapping the ball on us. So it's like, can we get set? Can we get the play in? Or is is there a strategy behind that? Are we waiting to see what they're doing? Or is that just a cluster? No, there's a little bit of both for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you look across any level of football, you got teams that either adjust based off of formation or they got to get a specific play in. Um, you know, some teams will just line up in base and they'll they'll keep running it. Um, there's a lot of adjustments to go on. Us specifically, I couldn't answer. But, I mean, it's not abnormal for teams to do that. And yeah. I think that's why high-tempo offenses, you know, Are can successful. really force a defense's hand. Especially in, you know, week one when you have how many new starters on defense yeah. where they haven't really got the chance to see that kind of tempo through an entire game. Yeah, they saw it at St. X. And when St. X did tempo, let me just put it to you this way. Um, when St. X did it, they were moving the ball better than Pick Central did the whole night. So I think seeing that in the scrimmage probably did help us, but can we get that shirt up a little bit more? Because, I mean, you got guys looking around, and it just it makes me mad. It makes me mad when I see their guys snapping the ball and our guys are turning their head. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that as a fan, you're going to sit there and you're going to see a guy not ready to play the play. And no matter what the reason is, it's it's going to upset you. It's going to upset everybody because, you know, you got you got caught off guard or you just weren't quick enough. Um, no matter how you look at it, your guys weren't ready and theirs were. Um, and there's adjustments that go along with that both sides of the ball. So, uh, you know, week to week, play to play, drive to drive, I think it's something that you can change. Uh, and if it's working for you one way or the other, you can kind of help force the other team's hand by doing it. And on top of that, Pick Central runs a funky offense. Yeah. You know, how many ti- how many other teams have you seen run that kind of bullshit? So it, it part of it is, you know, there is the prep into it, and they've seen some of the stuff on film and all that, but that's an offense you're pretty much never going to see again unless you run into them in the, in the playoffs, which we're not going to. But I mean, it was a... Interesting formation offense, but I thought they were vanilla. I thought their play calling was as vanilla on offense as ours was. I didn't like any of their pass plays whatsoever. I thought, you know, specifically in the first half, where did, I was, more, did they have more pass yards than us? Though, just I don't know. 
I'd like. I had a couple. I would guess only because you know we had eleven yards. Seen a couple passes based off of. Well, they had the touchdown. Based off of what we had, I would assume they had more. But specifically in the first half, I wasn't there, just really paying attention to their plays, their schemes. I thought their pass plays were just horrible. It's like their receivers are running half speed, like they didn't know what they were doing, or they'd have two guys faking a clear out, hoping one guy would get open, but then he didn't. I, I. I thought their pass game was just horrible. I know they, I know they had that touchdown pass in the first half, which was just you in know the second a, half a, garbage time. Yeah, specifically the first half was you know it was a good throw, good catch, contested. You know it is what it is. But I wasn't mad at that play. No, I, that and, play was just a, yeah. a play that tight end made, and mm-hmm. our guy was in position. A little, a little pop, but in general, I thought a lot of their passing was just boring, bland, and really slow. I'll tell you this. I'll make this prediction, and, you know, maybe we can make, like, a little bet here. If I'm wrong, okay. you guys can come up with something. Okay. All right. I-, I will put this out here right now. That Pick Central team will not win the Division One State Championship, and it won't It won't be close. I mean, they were good, but they were not that good. I would say they're regional champs at best good. Yes, I mean, they lost to X last yeah. year, who is still the number one team ranked in the state right now. Um, and they got blown out by X last year. I don't know what X has returning. Seventeen out of twenty-one starters. X, but I X even well. I didn't like, think I Saint X looked that. I mean, they looked all right. But yeah, so I mean, it's definitely tough competition. And you know, if anything, I think that says something about us. You know, the two of the top three teams in the state right now. We've competed against in the last couple of weeks, and we don't think they look that great. So, you know, that's that's a nod to us, where everybody's trying to learn who we are, or what just we have. maybe we're just bad. T- maybe I'm just full of shit. That's also part of it, but um, I think Pick Central is probably a team that will continue to grow. You, mm. you say they have a lot of guys coming back, but I think there's a few wrinkles to that, to where they're they're going to get better as the year goes on. Saint X had a lot back. I don't know about Pick Central, but but uh, yeah. They might not be state contenders. Um, I don't think so. I think we did a good job of stopping their run. Which, Brawly, baby. Which, yeah. Woo! I think that's Can we get really tough too, for though? them. Uh, get them. Get them involved in offense. Uh, yeah, I think Pick Central, if, they're, if they are, if they get behind the sticks, if they have a penalty, it absolutely kills that type of offense. When you're getting five yards of carry, it's awesome until you have a false start on second down, on third down. It really kills it, especially when you have just – the most vanilla passing game in the world. Maybe they, yeah. maybe they have something we didn't see. Maybe they change it up. But I mean, they're they saving it for Hoban. Or wait, that's what we do. They Sorry, just, <laughs> they just had like they focus so much on the run game. They do have a lot of multiplicity in that between their run plays and the formations they run them out of. That you can't really invest that much in the passing game. And their, I think their best passing plays were the heavy, heavy play action stuff when you're expecting run. Like, yeah, so even with that, you know, you don't have to have the most elaborate. I, I'm just, from sitting in the fans. I think our secondary is really good, though. That's another part of it, but just watching their receivers run the routes, it looked like they didn't want to. Or they are just walking them like a pregame thing. Like, am I doing this right? Am I am I supposed to, like, walk across the middle? It looked like they, had, they were just so slow and bland. And, you know, you get behind the sticks and you're playing a good team. You can't be that one-dimensional. Yeah. How about the time they weren't behind the sticks, though, that they got it down to our, what, two, three-yard line in? Mm-hmm. How about that goal they line? Got yeah. They got stuffed. Yeah. That, was that, awesome. was a, that was a great goal. That, I think that um, that really shows the kind of turnover that we can have on defense and still come out and just be that dominant Black Swarm defense that we've seen for the last, what is it, going on four or five years now? Yeah, yeah ever since that defensive staff uh, shifted, I think it was when Cupcake Cups – was it Cups? 
He was, left. He was the last one before yeah. McConnell, and then right? McConnell yeah. came in. It was when McConnell came in. That's all yeah. those Madison guys were there, and yeah, definitely shift the defense for sure. Um, and they've been solid ever since for that fourth down stand. I don't know if it was third or fourth down, but I remember. I thought they got it on third. Um, just saying. More running into the game, subbing in for the defensive line right there. Under, you know, yeah. Either third or fourth down. When it's like inside the one yard line, he comes running out there, and it's like, yeah, all right, here you are. All was right, it more or was the, it Turpin? No, Turpin was already out there, I think. When they both out there. Moore, and then Moore ran out there. The funny thing, <laughs> I was sitting next to Hank when it happened. Moore comes Wouldn't from, shut up about this for the next, like, ten minutes. Or maybe it was Turpin. Either way, one of them ran out there. I think it was Turpin. I think it was Turpin. Okay, so Turpin runs out on the field. And Moore starts to run off the field as if they're subbing for each other. Yeah. And, like, Turpin has to grab Moore. No, 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 hold on. We're going to do this together. And then they sub off somebody that's smaller. And it's like, okay, yes. <laughs> we are going to put both of you on the line together up front. Two 300-pounders. Th- There's some disruptors. Both glisten mm-hmm. at 330, 340. Athletic can move, take up a lot of space, block, uh, eat up blocks. When they were both out there, that's when we got that stand. And... uh I've seen them back, seeing them next to each other. I thought that really shirred up that line on the goal line. Yeah, and then we, we, you know, we got the momentum swing in our favor, and I think this needs talked about. We go into shotgun, uh, get a run. Good job on trail to get it out of the end zone on that run. Yeah, I mean that was a heads up play by him, and then we run shotgun again, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately we take that safety back there. And that's something I wonder: is there a reason we are in shotgun? I mean, a lot of the old school guys are going to say. Line it up under center and and get it up out of there. So when we're running, when we're running out of shotgun, at least the downhill stuff, the running back is about as deep as he would be when the quarterback's under center anyway. It doesn't make a bit of difference to the running back to the actual ball carrier, except for the the running back's not getting downhill speed when he he's getting takes downhill. He's getting his timing step and then coming downhill from depth from as like much seven, as eight yards as much as when. It's not going to be the same as handing it off to your fullback that's lined up two yards behind you. Yeah. But essentially from a running back's perspective and how the line has to block, it's not going to make a big difference. There's a lot of teams that exclusively dunk under center, specifically in college. That's something yeah. you see but, a lot. But with, with us, and this brings us to our next point, why are we going you know, from shotgun when we have as much trouble as we have snapping the ball? This was a problem last year, so and it has transferred I to did, this year. I did want to talk about that. Yeah. You know, it didn't pop up. The, the trouble with the shotgun snap didn't pop up until at least late last year. It was the last couple games. Did and we have a new center coming at that point? No, he, it was still the same center that had been snapping just fine all year. So that tells – and when a center just starts snapping bad out of nowhere, it's to me, being a former center, it's one of two things. One, he's got an injury and he can't do shit about it. Can, can we acknowledge that we did switch centers? Last year, I thought we still switched. We switched after like worse. week two when our center broke his hand and started playing guard. Yeah, week two we put a different, and then I thought he kind of went then, back and forth. Oh, it was a that six night. game season. It was, well, it was six games, but the bad snaps weren't an issue until was it Perry or LaSalle? I heard it wasn't an issue. In, I mean, I didn't see any noticeable issues until then. But you're saying it's either an injury or or as a center, he's shooting his hips up soon because he's getting that ass beat. So he's either he either thinks he's getting beat up up front and he needs that quicker step which your hips shoot up so the ball shoots up in which case that's just work on the snap keep repping it keep repping it keep repping it keep repping the damn thing 
Or you have a little bit more confidence in yourself yeah. to be able to snap it and still make your block. Yeah. So do and you think it was the snap that hurt us on that? I mean, to me, I, I, I just you're talking about the safety. The safety, yeah. Because so, to me, I no. just no. So like with the safety, you know, it was a kind of a gutsy call. We ran the fake screen wheel off of it, which in I, I think is a fine play call. It's as either, long as you don't take a safety. I mean, the thing is. Yeah. Yeah, if an inexperienced quarterback, and I can only imagine that when you have a quarterback backed up like this, you know, as we're taking the field, he probably got somebody in his ear like, "Hey, you know, throw it away, don't take a sack." Which we think that that was said to the quarterback. I can only assume that with an inexperienced quarterback being backed up for the first time all year, you're mm. going to tell him, "Hey, so like that'd be like a bare your, minimum of something you say to your quarterback, like, hey, watch your drop or uh, you make know, sure you get rid throw, of it. Watch the back of the line, throw it away." Especially when he was prone not to throw it away already. You know, there's a few times he doesn't want to throw it away. Um, you know, you got to love the heart, the hustle. You want to make a play, but sometimes you just got to take what you got, throw it away. Yep. So with this play call, it seemed like you had the wheel. It was either there or it wasn't. And as a quarterback, you also have to realize it's either there or it isn't. It was never there. So yeah. you just have to throw that. You immediately, it's not there, throw it away. My first instinct with that, when I realized that was the play call, I'm like, why would you go to that? You know, it's it's too early in the game. They haven't seen the screen enough. You're the one to bite on it. But then as you're talking, it's like, that is a one-read play. It's a one-read play. You're backed up maybe like they're, that. Maybe they're aggressive on the goal line. They mm. try to blitz an inexperienced quarterback. You might catch a man right there. You might catch him rolling into something. I, I don't know. I, I had no issue with the play call. I just think the, the communication... Yeah. Either the communication needed to be better with the quarterback, or the quarterback just needed to realize this is a one trick, this is a one read play, and I'm in the end zone. I got to get rid of it. Yeah, and I just think it's it's a bad play unless it works. I mean, it's a bad play call. So like, so's any other play ever. Yeah, but, but you're it's, it's up inside higher your risk, higher risk with now, that play. See, as I'm thinking about it now, it's you call that play in quarterback. It could be a touchdown. You're thinking quarterback. It's either it's like Rob said. It's either there. It's not. He's either going to throw it and it's a touchdown, or he's going to throw it out of bounds. You're not as a play caller. You're not thinking worst, worst case. Yeah, like yeah. Worst case. Well, I guess it, it should we got to remember this is high school. football. Should be a quicker throw. It's high school like, football, baby. I was like, you know, at Keep the worst, it it's a it's a throw punt. <laughs> right. Throw it up down the sideline. Get you know a forty yard punt out of it, you're interception. Not, you're not thinking he's going to try and scramble out of there when it's we saw what happened. But but I guess I guess that begs a question. If they're thinking you know the quarterback won't be doing this, and then they the quarterback does do that, we have to question the fact that they aren't thinking that quarterback's going to just tuck it and run it there and take a safety. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah, it, it's assuming a for, lot. For all, assuming a lot know, for that play call. For all we know. You know, we could have had somebody in the huddle that said, hey, throw it away. You know, as mm-hmm. he's taking the field, like, listen, throw it or throw it away. Don't take a sack. And he just didn't. You don't yeah. know. It's a high school kid. He's trying to play hero the, ball. Maybe the timing. varsity you know, start. Timing yeah, I'm, not mad, I'm not mad at the kid. I'm not but, mad at the kid. I mean, should he have gotten rid of it? Yeah. Ten years ago, would they have been asked, you know, all right, maybe not ten years ago. Twenty years ago, when people were harder on these, these kids, teenagers, they'd have been calling for him to get benched at that point. I I think old school massive fans would have been booing. I, I just think it's one of those things that happen. It yeah, happens. I'm not mad at the you kid. know. It happens at every single level. You know, you'll catch NFL players doing the dumbest things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just the inexperience is experience isn't something that you can make up for. You know, you can try to teach him. Then in the heat of the moment, he thinks, yeah, he's covered, but he's about to outrun the safety watch. He's about to outrun the safety watch. And then, boom, pocket collapses. Ah, oh, crap. Pocket I'm in, was collapsing. I'm in the end zone. Let me make something out of this. Fights his way through a couple guys. Gets back to the goal line. They end up calling the safety right before he fumbles back into the field of play. 
But yeah, I remember you texted us. Thank God that was a safety because it could have been <laughs> it seven. Been, it would have been six worse. It would have been worse the fumble. I mean, yeah. as well as our defense did with the stand. You know, it's hard to do it again with a first down from the one from the two. But uh, yeah, so I think the safety was a better option there. The thing is, from an offensive point offensive standpoint you know unless you just have an absolutely dominating run game um or defense is really scared of you it's hard to do anything when you're pinned inside your own five you're kind of just creating room to punt it out yeah. and then, i don't know to me it's it's pretty i would go try, and try to drum off sides or something mm-hmm. but you're reaching into a bag when you're backed up and i didn't really have an issue with the play call the quarterback just needs to realize get it away throw mm-hmm. it away you, and you, i'm sure that's something that's been emphasized to him all week because there was yes. a couple of times where it's like hey we appreciate your effort. Throw it away. Yeah. You, you know, you're looking at the call sheet as the OC. You don't have many plays for second and ten at your own one-yard line. But it, we're overthinking this, I think. I think it's simple. You line them up and you give Trell the ball. You give Trell the they ball. Did, they did that the they first did. time. Yeah, and that didn't work out of shotgun either. It was a bad snap. It was a That's weird it. snap. And, and Trell did a heck of a job getting it out of there. Get under center. Hand it to a fullback. Get your big boys in there. Hand it to Trell. Maybe I'm oversimplifying things. So that, a little that, bit. Because that buys like, you enough room for your punter to have an easier punt. I mean, that would have been better than a safety. Most of college football runs entirely out of shotgun. The, center, the NFL is over 50% shotgun now most of high school's shotgun I love shotgun you know how to people know how to run the ball out of shotgun we don't need to be under center to run the ball like, unless we have centers that are continually making bad snaps and quarterbacks that aren't throwing it away when they're supposed to like these I mean it's high school football it's high school football you can't think about it like we're making all these assumptions you have to say well these players are or are not doing things and then you have to adjust so I I don't know I mean, unless you want to te- start teaching the quarterbacks three and five and seven step drops out of shotgun, entirely new things that they haven't done in ever at this point now, then you're better off just staying in shotgun where they know the footwork. The footwork's down. They know easier how to do footwork, their job. Easier footwork, quicker to get them the ball. It's Think easier it for them to make a read. I, I like shotgun. Helps you with the yeah. read. Helps you with the QB run. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the old school boot out of play action. Which you don't see very often anymore because everyone's in shotgun. But now you have that quarterback I mean, you're running threat. Browns, you're getting it out of some pro teams that are running. Boots. Oh yeah, you, mm-hmm. you still the teams that will go under center. The teams that are going to run that high power run offense at you. Um, you'll see it and it works, but you're not going to add going under center just to have a boot out of it. Um, right. I think it just adds more in the plus one department. If you want to run your quarterback out of shotgun, he can read more. The defense also has to respect um, which way he's going to go a little bit more power option. Like, I think there's just a little bit more to it, a little bit more option. You can be a little bit more creative. Your Whereas I also RPO see, game. I also see your concept of you know sometimes you just want to line it up, get under center, run old school football, and that works if you're just absolutely demolishing the trenches. But I think it would also, if you're demolishing the trenches, you don't need to be under center. I think the one thing that helps the argument is that there's been a lot of bad snaps. Bad yeah. snaps. That's the, that's the yeah, only. That's like I, the only thing that Roy would like. Yeah, yeah. What? Maybe we should try some under center. And, and I, I don't know. I love the concept of shotgun. I love the concept. I love. I love what you're saying. It's just like it's. I just don't see you it in have reality. To be able to snap the ball. And, I mean, and here's yeah. another thing: you're saying we don't have a boot. I bet, I bet we have an under center boot somewhere. And if we see one this season, I, I won't, I won't be surprised. 
Oh yeah, and I'm I'm not saying it's that, not like you got to reinvent the wheel. I mean, these kids thing. are high schoolers. They haven't ran. They haven't had their hand up a center's ass and gone under center ever in their life. I mean, I mean, he might maybe not. Actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. McElroy might not have really doing that much anymore. McElroy uh, might not have been watching some of the clips of middle school and youth games. Right, a yeah. lot There's, of shotgun. <laughs> I think all shotgun. Which I like shotgun. You just want to, you know, why have your, you know, at that age, you're gonna have like a playmaker back there, and why have him going the wrong direction from the start? Yeah, let yeah. him let him keep his eyes up, and you know, yeah, concept of shotgun is great. But if you can't get him the ball, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. So that, but I guess go, moving on from, you know, that was a disappointing swing of momentum, but they didn't score off that. Again, they they got the safety they points. Got the safety, they didn't, and that was the end of it. Yeah, and then we, the defense kept hitting them till about third, and then can uh, we talk about number twenty one? Because like he kept just showing up all game. Yeah, corner. Oh, yeah. dude, dude's a dude. Yeah, good tackler, was... making up, coming up, making plays on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that was awesome. Uh, He's one of those guys that in the conversation we had that didn't get saved uh, the first time on here when we were talking about you know we don't know who these kids are really because you have pretty much no returning starters. Guys are going to go out there and make a name for themselves. And mm-hmm. 21 popped just immediately. Absolutely. Linebackers did. I thought the linebackers were solid. Yes. Moore so, was a disruptor up front the whole mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I think in general our defense did really good. Um, I know there was a few times that they were able to get up onto our backers. And one guy specifically, I, I just kept remember <laughs> seeing him like 5, 10, 15 yards downfield. And then it would look cool because he'd throw the lineman on his butt. There'd be a little scuffle, and you know it was fun to watch. But like, you don't really want to see your linebacker 10, 15 yards downfield, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, whoever had to scrape for him, fill in the gap for him, did a really good job. Our defense did outstanding, and you know, that's mm-hmm. I think that's obvious. Yeah. Offensively, I mean, I wouldn't use Matt's word pathetic. I'd say more you of... You said we got our ass kicked at the beginning of the podcast. Well, I had to get somebody riled up here. <laughs> no energy in the room. But I, I think the word I would use is more uh, oof. Well, I mean, did Perry average more or less than 11 yards passing last year? If so, then that, that performance was pathetic. Passing. If Perry averaged more passing than our well, if you're talking, starting quarterback... So if they averaged over the course of a season versus one game against the Division One state runners-up? I, I hear all the time, Perry can't throw the ball, Perry never throws the ball. So I, I think at a minimum, we should get 100 yards passing in a game. I Listen, mean, I'm not overreacting to one game, week one, against... The Division One state I, runners up. I don't think okay. I'm overreacting. I'm not like, listen, I'm not happy about the pass game. It looked like shit. Our leading receiver was our running back, and all he did was run swing routes the entire game. You know, 22 yard or no, yeah, 22 yards he had. That was our leading receiver. Not great. We can get better. It's week one. Oh, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not. I'm not hitting the panic button. We're not panicking, but you know, that kind of brings me to a point I had. And this is crazy, maybe, but you know, a team like Glen Oak, they haven't been good the last couple of years. Why don't we go out there? And I, I know we like to be balanced, or they say we like to be balanced: fifty percent run, fifty percent pass. But they they fluctuate that based on the game. Versus Glen Oak, I don't care what Glen Oak's coming out in. Can we just pass the ball seventy five percent of the time? Get these guys some momentum, get them some juice, get them some something to get some confidence on, and just pass the ball. Don't hand the ball off; just pass it, just to get them going. Is that crazy? 
I think yeah. any high school football. I think any time that you have a lead in a game that you're comfortable with, you can start working on things that you want to get better at, whether it's passing, whether it's running, whether it's specific concepts. And I would expect, you know, you have a game plan going into it to where you want to beat the team you're playing. If you get a little bit of a lead going, you notice things shifting a little bit, yeah, maybe you start working on some things. Maybe you need to work on concepts or, you know, your one side of the field reads or whatever it is. But in general, yeah, I think if we get comfortable, we can probably get a little bit more pass happy. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate the idea. Also, they backed out of the game last year, so if it looks like we're running it up, that's fine. (laughs) If it looks like we're running up the score, that's because we are. We're just practicing, but stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they need the reps. Um, I wouldn't pull our starters. Not, Not for a while. Listen, I don't. If we beat them, I mean that's a lot of assumption again. Okay, I get out of here with that. I'm just saying. I so I don't hate the concept. You know, go in with your game plan, do what you want to do, what you plan on doing, and then from there, beat the team first. Yes, from there, work on it. Um, you know, we got some for anybody calling for the intermediate passing shit. We ran, I think, the spot concept, an old West Coast kind of you know five seven yard route stuff uh across the middle about three or four times no it's a three receiver route concept you got one guy working like a slant stop the inside guy working a inside fade and then you're either number three receiver or the running back working to the flat outside that's still not really what i would consider intermediate pass game i I mean i wouldn't consider it i mean you're you're looking looking at a swing route you're looking at more fade and you're telling me that the outside receiver is doing a slant He's running a five-yard slant stop. He's so he stops in the open zone? He's pretty much running there. underneath the fade and stopping there. Yeah, he's that either, that he's either getting an intermediate pass game. Like, eating up where the linebacker would be. In the, yeah. I mean, it's something they You're got, looking for a bunch of crossing routes and curls. and they got, which What's they that did, kid? They did Riley run, Campbell, uh, he's like, what, 6'5", tight end looking guy? He's tall. I mean, get him. I, I, you know, I'm not the offensive guru over here, but... I mean, there might be a little Y pop going or something here. I, hey, we'll see what they come out with. Um, they did run a Y cross, I think, from our goal line at one point. So these are crossing route. It is in the playbook. Um, but I, I don't know. Sling the rock if you can. Run the ball first. That's our that's our mo. Looks like we might have to lean on that a little bit more this year. I think the run game overall was hit or miss. It. It is what you expect going up against a team like Pick, Pick Central. Central. Yeah, they have a very good defense too. Big guys, big up front. They big some, linebackers, fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had some bigums run very good at running that three-three stack. A lot of pre-snap movement. You know, people not people going to where they're. It, it's not a stationary defense. You got a lot of pre and post-snap movement there, so it's very it's hard to run against, hard to game plan for. And I thought we did run game wise as well as we could and there that's you know you used to say we run good against the 3-3 but if you got some big guys a 3-3 is pretty tough to run against mm-hmm. it was some speed if you got some so the thing with the 3-3 is if you have like the maulers up front it's a nightmare to play against right the issue with most high schools that run the 3-3 is they don't have the dudes up front right this team does well, um it doesn't i don't think yeah. <laughs> yeah. um i think one thing that really stood out to me though with the game not one much for stats, but we had the ball for 15 plays in the first half total. They controlled that clock like a like a motherfucker. Um, you know they had That's the ball. What the safeties will do. I mean, they had the ball 30 minutes total. We had it a little over 17 and a half. Our average starting field position was like 
on our own 25. Theirs was on their own 30-something. That's just, it's not winning football. And we turned the ball over. We put the ball on the ground twice. Yeah. Those kill us, looking back. And 3-9 and nine on third down, or 0 for 1 on fourth. You're not, you're not yeah. winning many games with the stat line, like with those stats there. Yeah, the surprising thing about what you just gave out is it really didn't seem like that bad of stats to me. Um, you know, starting on your own 25, then starting on their own 30-something, like that, that's not horrible. That's not completely dominating. You can still win that 3 of 9 on third. It's not great. But you get into close games with good teams. We were in it. We were that's in it. what you're going to see the numbers look like. Yeah. You know, if you go back. Mm, look at the Hoban game. Go back to when we when beat we, Hoban. When we beat Hoban Look at those stats. I bet they're horrible from that standpoint. What's the third yeah. down? What's the third down efficiency for either team? It's going to be horrible. Well, you're going to get it in analytics. It's kind of like you're going to get into that. I mean, really, my biggest takeaway from everything you just said, specifically the numbers you just gave, mm-hmm. were the fumbles. Yeah, the fumbles, the turnovers. The That's thing. obviously the time of possession, but you can tie that back to fumbles. You can tie it back to a safety. Um, but you know the actual field position. It's not horrible. You would have said inside the twenty. Like, all right, that might have, that would have been something. But so I was actually wrong a little bit. Their average starting field position in the first half was their own thirty. In the second half, it was our own forty-seven. Yikes! Yeah. yeah. So like, obviously, less that's, than ideal. So like, there you go. That is okay. Yeah. That explains the second half to you a little bit better. But in general, like starting on your own thirty, twenty-five. Three of nine on third. You know, obviously, you, you expect to be better than that. You'd like to see much higher, and we've had much higher in the past. But you're also going against really good teams. You mm-hmm. just got to make them count. You know, thirty-three percent on third down. You just got to make them count, I guess. Yeah. Um, slaughter looked like a freshman. Looked like he had a little bit of an it factor to him too. You know, this the snaps did him no good, but it was cool to see what is supposedly our future you know mm-hmm. quarterback out there getting a little playing time something you can look back on and a little bit of experience to draw from at least in some live action that's not slaughtering some scrub team nice fun yeah slaughter slaughtering oh he's just now picking up on it yeah yes. i did that on accident yeah. nice uh, we knew that part <laughs> <laughs> but no it was nice to that he got a little bit of a uh, playing time in there and that the coaches had confidence in still trying to run the offense with him out there rather than just like, okay, quarterback's out, shut it down, hand it off three times, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously still a freshman. And he very much yeah, and still And he is still a freshman. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not calling for him to get any sort of playing time now. Some I of these just, guys on Yappy I, and I just think that needs to be emphasized. Yeah, he some of these guys out on Yappy and stuff are like trying to crown him the next Braxton Miller. Before the like, season started, you heard a lot of stuff about him. And I think that's awesome, you know, the hype. Because he, he's a really good player for his age and you you know, you expect him to be the future, but currently he yeah. is a freshman. Hey, who knows? He could Transfer to Hoban by his junior year. He could do that. I don't know if he looks if he looks at a quarterback room like we have now and like, well, I don't think I could beat that. I have to go to another school. Oof. Yeah, that's a bad decision making right there. Not a whole lot of quarterbacks in our quarterback room right now. We named both of them. Yeah, and both. <laughs> as far as I know, I mean, you know, I, you know, I heard's got a got an arm. Who I heard Ale- or Austin Bra- Brawley has a has a cannon. I mean, kid's an athlete, like. Just saying. I heard he can throw. I heard most athletes are pretty good at throwing a football, so. 
It's crazy, but if you like go watch kids play around before practice, how many kids can throw a ball really far? How many kids can kick a ball really far? Um, you know, just can you apply that to an actual in-game situation? Yeah, that's where things differentiate a little bit. Yeah, there's plenty of people that can punt a ball 50, 60 yards. But you just got to figure out how to do it. But that's the one thing that I've always said. For any team across the country that doesn't have a kicker. You have a kicker somewhere. And they blame it on not having a kicker. Yes, you do. You absolutely have a kid on your team that can kick it through the uprights 80% of the time without, like, training them. They can kick it through the uprights 80% of the time. There's one kid on every single team across the country. Maybe not the team that has, like, nine kids on it. But I'm sure you could find somebody that could do it 50%. You teach them a little bit, 60, 70, 80. There's just a lot of coaches out there that want to go for two, and they blame it on not having a traditional kicker. I mean, there's reasons to go for two. I just no. I mean, you absolutely yeah. can. If you want to go for two every time, that's perfectly fine. Just, just don't, don't tell blame me it because you, you don't, don't have, have a kicker. kicker. Right. Guarantee right. if you lined everybody up and just said kick this ball, like you'll narrow it down to five, you'll narrow it down to two. Somebody can make eighty percent pats every single time. Yeah, that's my rant. That's been going <laughs> hey. on for a decade now. I agree with that. But and punting. Mm-hmm. And punting. You can always find somebody that can punt. You know what? Find your athlete that can consistently strike a ball without shanking it off the side of his foot and just do a rugby punt. Say, screw it. Hit a little warm burner that rolls 40 yards. McElroy's how a many, punter, right? How many teams yeah, take a 40 yard punt? Yeah. How many I mean, teams like, take a 40 yard punt? It was yeah. actually pretty yeah. good high school punter there. I like having a guy back there that can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Throw, run, whatever. That's something we dove into quite a bit on the first podcast that never aired. Yeah. When we got into who the punter is, you know, if it's the quarterback, benefits having a quarterback slash athlete as your punter. Yeah, but teams will have to account for that. It's, just, it's just something Hopefully. that you always got to – it's always in the back of your head a little bit. So uh, that's pretty much my only takeaways from the game. Uh, hey, how about the tailgate? I, I Your pulled pork came out great, Rob. It was not bad. Y'all, turkey came out nice. Huh? Turkey, turkey was good as Y'all well. should have been there. And you made it on – uh, what was it? Channel five, channel three. Did they ever channel, hear that? They did. I, yeah, Robbie's. You know, they got Robbie. You know, showing him his meat, giving him a little meat pick, and then yeah. they go into the bus. You know, take some videos of that. I mean, he's talking the whole time. I've yet and, to see that. And they go up to where? Yeah, I, I haven't seen the clip either. I figured somebody would have had it somewhere. Um, I, I saw it on his mom's Facebook, but it was like oh, the she, audio. She put it up on her story. Oh, I didn't know. No. I didn't know. But she, uh, I know that she has it like saved, and I've been meaning to like, all right, I'll, more or less, just because I want to hear what Weaver says, because mm. like she sent it to me, but didn't really have the audio, right? And then I wanted to like hear what Weaver was talking about, because like I'm also intrigued by like the stuff that he has. <laughs> like, I heard what Salvino said about you when they were interviewing him. He was talking about you know, can't wait to have the fans out here or whatever. We already have guys setting up their tailgates right now. Then they go to you, and you're showing your meat. Yeah. Yep. Nice. It was, nice. Uh, it it was, was some really good-looking meat. The one thing that I'm upset about is, even though I didn't really get a chance to watch the video very in-depth, I know that they cut out the one part of it. Well, they cut out a bunch. You know, that's expected. But specifically, <laughs> this news reporter asks me. She's like, all right, you have to tell me what this TIG ERS thing is. And I was like, okay. And I look over, and Cody and Jim are standing behind them, and I'm like, instinctively, like, I'm just going to yell TIG, and they'll yell ERS back. No, they won't. Okay, I'll do it with the news reporter. I'm going to yell TIG, and then you yell ERS. She's like, okay, I got it. Let's go. I'm like, all right, cool. I say TIG. She goes, ER! 
And I'm like, what? S, S, you gotta add the S, E R S. And then she's, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Do it again, do it again, do it again. I'm like, all right, T I G. Then she says E R S. And that's the part that made it. But like, <laughs> they didn't get the E R. I think like, it's more proof that our, our, our fans are smarter <laughs> than your average fan because we are able to spell out tigers. But she, like, she, <laughs> she said, teach me the T I G E R S chant. Okay, I say T I G, you say E R S. Got it. T I G, E R S. You gotta say S. ERS. Oh, okay. Do it again. It's like in the second part. That's the one that made it, and it's mostly me like congratulating her for saying S. Yeah, Great job. you said Great it. Job. That's the one right there. Good job, ERS. You got it. I don't know how you mess it up the you first know, time. Hey, huh? not everybody's a game time player, and that's why she's in charge of the segments that get edited. She played it off really well, though. I'll give it to her. Um, yeah, it's not live TV. Correct. No, it was not live, but it was one continuous like um, recording. And then they go in and they break everything up from there, obviously. But kind of like how we do this. Yeah, I was going to say pretty much entirely. We just record everything and hopefully we don't ever forget to edit it. Correct. (laughs) This is probably going to fail to upload as well. Well, They won't know it if it does. Yep. Uh, But yeah, that was kind of cool. Crowd was decent size. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty good size crowd. Decent crowd. Decent crowd. Um, So when I went in, you know, went in like right before kickoff you know i always say i'm gonna make it down there early enough because i like watching the band's routine at the beginning i like watching the team run out and i always time it up to like where it's gonna work and it never does i get down there and then like i watch the kickoff but when i got down there there was still a very long line of people trying to get tickets yeah i noticed they changed the the ticket sale policy yeah, so, at the game. So now that is, if you want to buy single game tickets, go to the ticket office anytime during the week, pick it up because they will not be selling tickets at the gate. No, no, no. They are going to be selling. Tickets they sold the tickets. Gate. They hundred percent sold tickets last week. No, no. Yeah, they've no, changed, they, they changed since it. Then. This just so came now out. they're yeah. not going to sell it. No, 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 no. They are going to sell sell tickets at the gate. Okay, that was okay. Misleading. They are not going to sell reserved tickets at the gate. They are only going to sell general. Admission. Oh yeah, that takes ah. way too long. Yeah, so I that think was, that was uh, part of the issue at the gate. It would take way too uh, long to okay. pick out a reserved seat. It would be like, you know, I'm sure. Like, hey, give I'll me, be honest, give like, me an idea. Yeah. <laughs> give me an idea. Where do you want to sit at? Somewhere toward. Here you go. Like, <laughs> yep. You're not picking out your seat while there's a line of fifty people behind you. I get I, that. I couldn't. I get that. I had issues. Uh, like last year, since we were able to go in the game and stand in the back, mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah. And uh, I had to like sit in amongst people, and I just I randomly stand up because I get juiced. Yeah, and I, I did my best. Your season tickets are absolutely one hundred percent center mass yeah, of a crowd of people, not very appreciative of you standing and cheering, or Learned. really anybody standing. Learn that. Oh yeah, not you personally. I mean, at this point, it's probably personal, but they'd be mad at anybody for standing up. We learned that the hard way. Yeah. Don't stand up and cheer on third down. They don't, don't they yell don't at like football it. games. They don't like that. Correct. Don't yell. Don't cheer. Don't, don't get excited. Don't show any emotion. Yeah. Just sit there and be miserable. That's pretty much how that part of the stadium worked <laughs> where you were. But, uh, yeah, you, you got to find a fun a fun section to go to. I kind of like, like spaced out. but yelling? Like a yelling section that's just about that, like, like a dog pound. Like, like and I know yeah. there's a student one. section, but like people that aren't students, that aren't like old farts that don't know the game of football either. You're like nice, yeah. happy meeting. We appreciate yeah. all fans, yeah. but to accommodate everybody, can there be a section specifically for the loud rowdy ones? Yeah, that way they don't get in the way of the non rowdy ones, and they can all like celebrate and cheer together. You know, 
just don't put us under the scoreboard because that was like my first thought is like oh where could you put a bunch of oh that would work no i'm not sitting there <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely not yeah like one one decent section of just people that want to stand up and cheer yeah that'd be, just, that wouldn't be bad just give us like one little square right in the middle of the away section like the dog pound but masculine yes but not in the end zone i was thinking we could just like they, they actually you know what they probably wouldn't appreciate that like there would be something that would go wrong so we'll just you know next year we'll get a bunch of pseudo names and buy a bunch of season tickets all in a block together and then pick and choose <laughs> who we give and sell them to. People are weird about their tickets, so like they have to sit in these seats. Oh yeah, you got yeah. the people that sat in the same seats for forty, sixty, seventy years. I mean, and I have no issue with that, and I wouldn't want to kick you out of your spot. So we just got to find a good spot. Yeah, to, I'll still have. Our, I'm going to keep the tickets I have. I yeah. just won't sit there. You just won't sit there. Yeah, you got to still yeah. have those tickets. Though. I have to. I will not give those up. They're good tickets. They're good tickets. They're, it's a good spot. That's true. That way, you know, 50 know. years from now, you can I say, oh, I had these season tickets for 60 years. I know yep. exactly what, I mean, I don't, ooh, I don't know if we have them anymore or not. But I know exactly, like, what my family's ticket numbers were. Section 4, row F, seats 12 through 20. Is that you? Yep. Nice. Yep. Season, or Eight section, tickets. section 6. Might be 10. Might five. be 10 through 20. 10 through I don't 20. know. Yeah. Well, you know, and these, <laughs> these seat numbers are like built for the 1940s I, I mean i'm i'm just like I'm, my legs are long and stuff that's, that's like i'm not a small yeah. person well that when they built the stadium yeah <laughs> it, it was built for the time wasn't really built for nowadays and that was the one issue i know like people were hoping we would have the new seats instead of just the bench seats but what i heard was that there was not enough you know length not enough depth to put in the different seats that they had to go with the bench seats at least that was what I heard. They looked at it. It wasn't possible to put them in. You would have had like half the leg room you would have normally had. I don't know. Point is, it wasn't going to fit. So there was no possible way that they could have put in like the actual seats or anything or anything different. The bench seat is the best you're going to get with yeah. the current stadium. I don't hate our seats. I, I love the stadium. I like the I yeah, like so the bench I. seats. It I don't like mind, a football stadium. I don't mind it at all. Um, it's better than most. But I'll tell you yeah, what. Sure. I'll tell you what. Tom Benson Stadium has some nice seats. They have, they have some nice seats. Some nice plastic bucket chairs. Yeah. 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 That's a professional stadium. I was going to say, all you need is, like, you know, the entire NFL to invest in your stadium, and it'll turn out half decent. Pretty soon, that's all it'll be. <laughs> I, you know, they played there, though. McKinley did play there. They did play there. They did play there. <laughs> I, I kept hearing rumors. They were like, oh, McKinley's not allowed to play there. McKinley's not allowed to play there. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I, I, I heard they were allowed to play there, but... You know how rumors start in Maslin. It's a matter of time. Yeah. It's a matter of time. They're going to get a new school and a new stadium, and it's going to be on the Hall of Fame's dime. It's just, it is what it is. And I would do the exact same thing that they're doing if I were them. Hold out as long as possible. When the NFL came out with those new plans for, well, I guess it's not the NFL. When the Hall of Fame came out with the plans for their new Hall of Fame village, and you're looking at the diagram, and there's just something right where the school is currently, and everybody looked around the room like, you know there's a high school there, right? No. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> it, it's a matter of time. They'll get a new school, a new stadium, and they'll, they'll get the boot. I hate to say it, though. You got to – if you're looking at it from a, you know, a macro perspective, 
Tonight. What would Canton rather have? Would they rather have you know a, a school that's only going to get older, a new high school, or, or a new stadium, and an expanding Hall of Fame village? Yeah, that's an economic that's stimulus. Be a, that's much I, I better mean, for those that can put away the traditional side of it real quick. I mean, they weren't always there, from what I understand. It's been there long enough, but yeah, you know, there was that one year they put it central. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how about Central beating Perry? I heard that was a great game. Overtime, yeah. Wait, what would Jim say? He said, "That's that bitch. That's going to be a better game than the Perry Central game." And we were like, "No, that's. We think that's going to be a pretty darn good game." <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, it might be. A <laughs> it always game. is a good game. Yeah, he heard uh, they had the uh, Perry was running. They got they got some conditioning after that. Their coach wasn't too happy about the Saturday loss. in pads workouts. Huh. That's unheard of. Yeah. Hey, they're on the warpath, baby. Baby. I mean, hey, uh, do what you got to do. Teams don't even do two a days anymore, let alone Saturday practices. <laughs> I, I, old school mentality. I'm not against it. Yeah, I mean, hey, you can't be stupid. But I mean, they made us run down to B Dubs and back in helmets and cleats. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to wear your cleats, but if you didn't want to wear your shoes that you wore to school that day, then you had to wear your cleats. I was. I thought we were told to wear our cleats. I don't remember. I was the first one back. That was just dumb of you. I should have won. That was just dumb. That was just stupid. I get back, and, and uh, Coach Palm was like looking at me. What are you doing back? I was like, I'm done. And I was like, what do we do now? And he's like, yeah, just just leave. So I left. <laughs> Maybe not a horrible idea. Then. I was yeah, like, I, left I was like, I don't, it's like, I don't even think Delvon made it down past the Lincoln Way marquee yet. Stop the got back. The old Wendy's. <laughs> the old Wendy's. <laughs> <laser. laughs> he probably oh, listens yeah. to this, actually. That's all right. Mm-hmm. I don't hope. Maybe he wants to tell us what happened. He's uh, at us at Black Swarm Pod. <laughs> at I think Black he's, Swarm Pod, yeah. I think he's coaching with the uh, OTAs, right? Yep. A lot of, lot of um, former players. Yeah. You know who's – never mind. We can't talk about that. Well, then, okay. Let's not talk about let's that Let's not one. talk about it. Yeah, they really ripped the stripes off our helmet and made us run down to B-dubs. Yep. Knowing that they were going to give us new decals <laughs> three days later anyway. Yeah, but it was like kind of like a symbolic thing, you know. Oh, yeah, it was, but like – Oh, you guys, you guys remember There that. was a lot of things they used to do back then. Like, they thought they were tricking us into things. And it's like, we all know you're going to put decals back on the helmet before Friday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sure, rip them off. You're ripping them off because they're ugly. It was like the old stripe with the fake tiger paw on the front. No, that's what we got. Is that what the we got The original afterwards? stripe was just a black stripe with well, orange siding they messed on it. Up. Then they gave us the tiger oh, paw. That, must, down, have been a, that must have been a Kronz. Do you remember that It must have been a Kronz deal or we're, something. This yeah. was the Bookdale game. After... Uh, but, you know, Bookto had a good team. 2010. They almost won state. Yeah, they were state runner-up. They, they didn't have a kicker. They, they didn't have a kicker. <laughs> they had a kicker. They would have won that game. But, you know, Robbie and I talk about this sometimes. <laughs> when we were in the locker room, we were just nobody, either sophomores or juniors that year. Probably juniors. Yo, that was juniors. That was, that was, that was Brody's start as a sophomore. Yeah. yeah. As old as some of our seniors. Never mind. <laughs> um, but the, the Bookto game. Robbie and I are sitting next to each other in the locker room. And Chop was next to us. Okay. A couple other guys were sitting next Seems, to us. I can, I'm on board so and, far. And we weren't going to play, so we're just like sitting around yeah. talking to each other. Sounds and, right. And captains, I won't even say captains, certain individuals were hyping the game, hyping up you know, pregame speech. And they're coming in here saying, oh, Bookdol, they don't deserve to be on the field with us. And, and all this and all that. You know, trying to get us hyped, but saying like they, they're not on our level. And I look at—I remember I looked at you and Porkchop, and I said, "Bookdale's going to beat us tonight." 
I said, they're going to whoop our ass because I seen them come out. They all had Jesus on their shirt. I was like, oh, hell no. These, <laughs> these guys are ready. And I seen them. They were, they were looking decent, too, for a Bookdale team. You know, Bookdale is either I mean, whack or good. They were really good that year. Yes, they were. Another story about Bookdale from that year. We we went up to Ellet for the Orange the Man Classic the track, track meet, yeah. and and I'm in the 800 four by 800 race. And these Bookdale, all their sprinters are running the four by eight. And I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are gonna have a good race against against Devin, yeah. Devin Smith. And they're like, Devin Smith, he's slow. And I'm like, what do you mean he's slow? They're like, yeah, we you know he's from Akron. We used to race him all the time. He's slow. And I, you know, Devin went on to win the state championship, but. To tell you how fast this team was, that Orange Man Classic got delayed because of lightning, and everyone told Bookdale that it was canceled, and it was just delayed. And I have a feeling that it was due to the fact that Bookdale was that fast that they just wanted him to be out of the track meet. That's just a conspiracy. They did. One of them did beat Devin in one of the races. I mean, I know Devin ended up going on to win states, but I, there was that meet or a different meet where one or two of them did beat Devin in the race. Yeah, them dudes were fast. Oh, they were really but that, that kind of goes to my point. That we're in the locker room, and these captains and leaders of the team are like, yeah, they, they don't deserve to be on Book the field. Book one of those teams. You, yeah. you can't just kind of let them come out. And <laughs> well, you don't, sit, you don't sit there and you say, you know, we're going to beat them. They, they suck. You know, yeah. they don't deserve to be on the field with us. You sit there and say, let's go take care of business. And I just I just had a feeling, and I told Chopping them, I was like, we're going to get our ass kicked. And we did. So that was just a fun little memory. I don't know how we got to that. Oh, because they're running to Walmart. or. Er, <laughs> running to yeah. Walmart. I don't even like to go past Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Uh, the one thing that'll transition this. Okay. Going back to what you said, what I do like about the current staff, how they treat those types of situations, which that was a really good book to a team, so it doesn't really apply. But in the situations where you know you're the better team, they don't give you some fake fluff story. They say, hey, we are 35 points better than this team. Beat them by 40. We need to beat them by 35, 40 points. Like, right. it's unacceptable. You know, if, if we aren't, you know, if you're only up one at halftime or something, like, you're going to, it's not a, hey, you know, a good game. You're going to go, get chewed out. It's yeah. so like, yeah, that's the one kind of thing. It's like, you're setting expectations. You're not letting the kids, you know, take it off. You know, they can't take it lightly. You're going to say, hey, we are 30 points better than Glen Oak. You better get off to a hot start. Like, let them know early. Let them know. Yep. J-Mo, let them know. J-Mo's from Glenham. No one knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> you do. That's all right. Yep. yep. All one person here knows who you're talking about. All zero listeners, it's the same. They might know who J-Mo is. He had a nice yeah. little rap battle against Chaz Trich once. Look him up. Okay. Tons of views on YouTube. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so. I mean, what are we going to talk about? I had Glen Oak. <laughs> we are talking about Glen Oak. Glen Oak football, Matthew. Back on track here. What's there to talk about? They got their first win versus an Ohio team last last week. First time in three years, two, I want to say. Two? Two, two, since, two three. Eight. Yeah, since 2019? Haven't beat an Ohio team in two no, years? No, since 2018. Yeah. Something like that. Not great. Yeah. Not a great stat. Less than ideal. Biggest school, biggest public school in what, Ohio? No. Star County. Star County. Obviously Star County. They were top five at one point. In Ohio. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think that's the case anymore. No, I mean, Menor, Hudson. I mean, Menor was the largest for a long time. Now it's, um, I think it's a Columbus school. Columbus school. The, Destin. the biggest. works at Glen Oak. Destin? Yeah. He was telling me there's two schools in Columbus. And he's like, Menor is nothing to them. He was like, Menor? They're not even close. Yeah. And I can't and forget which, which team this is. I mean, Menor's huge. 
But he was like, no, and, it's and like I a thousand know, more. No, I know they're not the biggest anymore. Yeah. I forget who it is, but if you just, I mean, I'll Google it because it's already like in my search history, so it will pop up. Well, quick, in but search history, that specifically, I'll just type in like OHSA student numbers or something. I don't know. Is it Centerville? It'll come up quick if I do it. I'll do it here in a sec. But if you told me that confidently, I'd say yeah. It was Centerville. Glen Oaks. Glen, go. Glen Oaks big. Yes, it's a, it's a big school, um, which makes it a mystery of how they've been. Pretty much down the shit. Well, the they they're getting kids from Kansas City schools for a little while. Alliance coming in, but Briante's from Alliance. Briante was an Alliance kid, yeah. Specifically, the one I was referencing. But <laughs> have some story. Oh, never mind. There was a few. Uh, you know, they were getting some kids in. There was a time where Glen Oak was really thriving. You know, they've mm-hmm. had a good basketball team here recently. They were um, solid last year. And I mean, they've you know off and on they've had a couple of good basketball teams, but you know, it's like they'll they'll go on spurts. Where they have really good athletics, and with that, you know, they'll get some kids that are like on the border of should I go to Kansas City, should I go to Point Local? I'm kind of like in the mix. Um, you know, you might even get some like Lake or Hoover kids, but um, that just live in the border. You know, bounce back and forth. But you know, it's been odd how far down they've been the last couple of years for a team that takes sports seriously and is a big school. It's a big school. It's not like it's. And that's the other thing. It's not like it's a super inner city school or, you know, they don't lack the funding. They have coaches. They have a good coach. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Garcia's Scott Garcia back. is back. So it's, I mean, he did get him a win. But it's just, it's not, playing local is in a better place than Kent McKinley. By yeah. far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not showing on the football field. Hey, I don't know. Maybe this is the year they turn it around after week two. <laughs> <laughs> Because right now it's not looking great. We were talking about it before the show. You know, their O-line is, you're looking at 5'8", 5'8", 5'9", 5'11", 5'10". And according to the Booster Club meeting, they think the 5'8", 255 kid is their best lineman. Oof. That's like... That was like... No, Pick Central's fullback was bigger than that. Never mind. I think that's like... This is smaller than an average Fitch line. Probably. This is smaller than my senior year's offensive line, which is hard to do. Very hard. You know, moving right along, the biggest kid, the 6'4", 242-pound senior, is a tight end. And then their, you know, their fullback is 6'1", 229. These kids... Oh, that's good size. Yeah, it's, it's good fullback size. tight end's good size. It's good size for that. I don't know why they're not playing him on the line. Get some sure up there, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving right along, play a lot of running backs, wide receivers, not much to talk about, quarterback... Um, I think we he's played us the last couple of years. You know, nothing uh, we haven't seen before. But he's, someone he's a me, senior now, so he's got more experience. Someone told me they have freshman quarterback, but that was just hearsay. So uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. So maybe we'll see a freshman quarterback in for them. Um, but t- not according to our more legit correct roster correct prediction. The roster from the uh, Boots Club. Boots Club. Yep. The thing that sticks out is on defense, every kid except one DN is a two-way starter. So I think these guys are going to get gassed early. Might see a lot of cramps out there. Hey, we saw a lot last week. That's another thing. Can we talk about that? I mean, it was hot. It was hot. I just... I didn't see other teams with that many cramps. I mean, I don't know. That night. I mean, other teams in Stark County played yeah. under that same weather did... Was that? Listen, I I don't know what to say with that. It's I've seen from this staff and you know, training staff, coaching staff, all that. It was never an issue before. 
could just should be, a, be an issue. Yeah, could just be a freak thing. Could be like it's it's not something that's been endemic in our team for at, at any time ever. Could be a freak thing. Don't know, but it was wild just watching like seven kids go down back to back to back to back to back to back like that with cramps. Get some Pedialyte, any kids? Drink it now while it's still for hydration and not at this age when it's for hangovers. They're making a new Pedialyte. Are they? Yeah, and it's supposed to be better tasting. So are they marketing this specifically for adults that... For hangovers. Okay, nice. And I forget what they're calling it, but it looks kind of like more like a Gatorade bottle. Uh, I was having this conversation with uh, Krieger a couple weeks ago <laughs> at work. Talking about... Uh, we were just talking about football in general, but I remembered, I think it was senior year, where he just kept cramping for like two weeks just had these cramps over and over and over again we were talking about it he's like no matter what i did like i was just cramping to like my hand would like shut and i couldn't open it and i remember like the next morning after football after the game so like saturday morning we go in and uh coach sombrio comes up and gives garrett a pedialyte and no one knew what they were like what is this? He's like it's for like baby. babies. It's like for babies yeah. and toddlers and like to help. Like it's like for nutrition, for hydration, and everything. He's like, listen, it sounds stupid, but try it. And he, he and then like, of course, not our senior year, but I think after that they started buying like cases of Pedialyte for the football team. Yep. But like it all started with somebody handing it to Garrett. He's like, this is for babies, but it's going to help you. Trust me. <laughs> and now look where Pedialyte is. We used to have pickle juice. Oh, yeah, the, the Gatorade yeah. bottles yeah. of pickle juice. I mean, pickle I think only, yeah. only on Friday nights, though, man. Couldn't get that in practice. Yeah. Like, the locker room or anything. Yeah, that was the good stuff, man. That Should have picked some up and be dubs on our way. Pickle juice was awesome. Still like pickle juice. Oh, great. <laughs> I still drink pickle juice. I'll never juice. forget I was a sophomore on the sideline. It might have been the Glen Oak game. And the, one of the water girls walked up just to, like, screw with me. He's like, hey, you want some water? I'm like, sure. Okay. It was pickle juice, and they, yeah, they, thought they probably that, laughed at you. And you were like, "Can I have yeah, some they more?" Laughed, like, thought you're pulling a prank like, on. It's like, oh, "Please, sir, may I have like, some oh, more?" Thanks. Got yeah. another little square in. Another sweet. Like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. He's like, "Ew, you're weird." And just walked it off. Like, Sounds pickle right. juice is good. Sounds right. Pickles. Pickle juice yeah. is good. I'll give you that. So Glen Oak is is a lot smaller than Pick Central, from what it sounds like. Yes, I, we should roll. I, I don't want to say that. We should have success if we if it is similar to the last few years against Glen Oak. Correct. I think this is a nice little get right game. You can uh, great time to have a get right game. Yeah. Try and work out the kinks. Defense, just keep doing what you're doing. Offense, find your footing. Um, rarely our offense is the same at the beginning of the year as they are at the end. It takes a while against you know different opponents. Try and find your identity. Um, defense, you're a little more fluid. I know we like to – we've been same system for the last four years and had just consistent success offense. It's a little more dependent on your players. and what, I think our defense is good enough to win state. I mean – Year in, year out. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can say that the last, what, four years? I See, I agree with that, but some people don't agree with that. I think our defense has been solid. Our defense has played lights out. You know, last year I think we were a little over aggressive in general. That's why we tended to get uh, burned on trick plays and heavy play action, that kind of thing. This year, it's just do your job. You can be over aggressive though, and you can get big plays out of that. But you got to have the offense to to make it okay. Yeah, and I think we got spoiled the last 
you know, from 2018 through 2020 where we had that offense a humming. We had dudes on the outside, lefty back there, slanging it. Great line, strong run game. Last year we kind of stumbled, had some injuries, got it cleaned up, found an identity again through the playoff stretch, but we just, you know, we weren't the better team on that last game. Yeah. This year we come out, it was kind of you start to find out who you are you know you have a plan you get punched in the face and then you really learn about yourself so yeah it's week one yeah like i said i'm not hitting the panic button less than stellar showing but i'm not i'm not belly aching over it yeah and i just you know you hope to see the adjustments and i think you will but i do think there's a chance that we don't see the adjustments and we just kind of see the same thing we've been seeing the last couple of years and we just perform it and execute it, which is okay as well. I just... I mean, you part of an offense is you have an identity. You have your base. You have what you believe in. Part of that is you need to... I think it's Matt Campbell, you know, Perry boy out at Iowa State. His offensive philosophy is players, formations plays identify who your best players are put them in formations that get them in the best possible position to make plays and then get your play calls from there and figure it and you know let your players be dudes and here's my question is is our coaching staff doing that and that's just a question i want to throw that out there are is our player or our coaches sitting there saying are we going to get our our dudes the ball and i think that is something that uh can be questioned at least i i, I have know. a couple examples but I've seen enough of it in the past that I'm not necessarily doubting their ability to do that. I'm not doubting it. I'm just asking a question in general on what you think. I think we'll be fine. I think they're going to figure it out. I think you That's can... not what I asked. I said... What? I said... You said that Matt Campbell talks about players' formations mm-hmm. and plays. Yeah. Are our coaches identifying who those players are and getting those players the ball? That is the question. It's not whether or not you doubt our ability to you know, get better and learn from our week one loss. It's, are they getting the guys the ball? I believe so. You believe we're, so. We're still a run-centric offense, and Will Trell is our best offensive player. We have unproven wide receivers, unproven quarterback throwing the ball at least. He seems to be enough of an athlete that he can take care of himself when he does tuck it and run it. We did, you know, have a couple play calls there where he was the ball carrier. Um, I saw, you know. I, and I was just asking this more generally over the last few years, but if you want to focus on this year, I mean, I saw Riley Campbell play last year at Central just based on some highlights. He can play. He can get if he if he gets the ball, he can make moves. Well, Banks, I've seen him make some plays, and they're going to try. It's it's just a matter of ironing things out. So it's week one. We had you know we didn't have the ball for that many plays to begin with. Let's one week at a time. Go from there. I believe this staff can figure out how to make this offense work. If any staff can, it's our staff. Our staff's a great staff, top to bottom. That would be an interesting question. What's that? So, as the moderator here, <laughs> if you didn't know, that's my job. That's my job. Um, something that came up specifically over the off season that I was listening to. This is NFL talk, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of generalities to it. You know, with the Browns, there's that huge debate about OBJ and trying to force the ball to him versus not forcing the ball to him. What's better for the team one way or the other, right? Well, the one consensus that I got from ESPN interviewing all of these different people, 
is that at least at the NFL level, it specifically comes down to your team, comes down to your formations, comes down to your read. The actual player doesn't make a huge difference in general. Right. At the same time, the way they described it is every coach, every good coach, has on his play sheet, what do I do from this hash on third and ten from this yard? You know, you have the different scenarios all the way across mm-hmm. your board, what you think would work best here there 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 you know blah 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 this play would work really good on first down this will work really good on third down if i'm backed up if i'm ahead of the chains stuff like that and then in the bottom corner it is plays specifically for your best player this is a play that works for him this is a play that's going to get him involved and so they said every good coach in the nfl has that it's the this is how i need to run my game and this is how I need to get Odell Beckham Jr. the ball. This is how I need to get Keyshawn Johnson the ball. This is how I need to get Keenan Allen the ball. Um, and it's they said that, you know it takes the best coaches of knowing how and when to use it because you can't get caught up trying to force feed players. You need to play the game. And I think obviously that will change at different levels. You know if you get down to pee wee football. You just give your best player the ball, no matter what. Yeah, he's right? probably the one taking the snap <laughs> and in the, the shotgun snap. And in the <laughs> in in the NFL, you need to beat the defensive scheme. Yeah, if they're double teaming your best player, you can't just throw it to them, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think there's levels to this. You know, in college, that might be Matt Campbell's concept, but I bet if you asked him, I have five players. <laughs> I'm going to get it to I, – I have these plays drawn up, but I have it drawn up for this guy, for that guy, for this guy. These are my players. How do I get my players the ball? And I'm sure it's – they're running this kind of scheme. I'm going to exploit it here. It just happens to be this kind of guy. You know, it's going to be this third receiver. We're just going to feed him the ball because it works well. I think everything ties into each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just focus on one person. You can't just run jet sweeps. You can't have Lynn Bowden take the snap and run sideways every single time. Not but against looked, good teams. It looked great. It, it looked great against us when yeah. he played us. And he put up some great stats. High school, college, kind of sputtered out in the NFL. But he's what a, a sophomore in the NFL? second year. Yeah, All right, come on, he's gonna be a dog. Okay, he also got traded before the preseason even started of his rookie. Yeah, that year. was because of no. It was not. It was not because of no I football. Think, it I was know, because I, they wanted him as a running back. He got there. They didn't think he was as quick, as explosive as they expected him to be, and it was an issue. It's like, are you a slot receiver? No, not really. Are you a running back? Absolutely not. What are we going to use you for? I don't know. Miami wants you. Here you he go. He did well in Miami. Yeah, he can make some plays. Mm-hmm. He's, a, gonna he's be a great athlete. Kid's going to be good in the NFL. I, I think his actual speed and quickness might catch up to him. It has caught up to him in the NFL, obviously. Can he learn how to run crisp routes? You know, it's what it's going to come down to. But point is, you can't just do that all year long. You're going to face a good team that's like, no, we're going to take your best player out of the game. Then what? Well, and that, and that kind of gets, and then you got to decide. Well, what's the cost benefit if we keep going towards that player, or mm-hmm. if if we don't do that, what's is it going to be the better option? You know what I'm saying? I, I just I think it comes down to how are you going to get your best player the ball? Is mm-hmm. it just running jet sweeps? Is it running bubble screens? Is it just giving him the ball in space? Is it having him run down the sideline and just calling a fade and saying, hey, oh, we're just throwing it up to our best player? Kyshad Mack. Is that your best? Kyshad hey, Mack. They, plug, they plugged him in. I mean, it, at running back. At necessity. Yeah. And he did very well. I'm not taking away from him, but. Kid's an athlete. It's it takes, not, you've have, you I don't have, think they, they didn't create an offense for him. Right. No. And you have your best, pl- your, your playmakers are going to be different every year. You know, you look a few years back with, say, Trayvon Morgan. 
it running the shit out of digs and crossers. Then you had the next year you had um, Ballard and Lamp mm-hmm. moving them around. I think we were really good that year moving them around, getting them in a position to both attack the defense to where they couldn't really take away one one without exposing the other. Then you have last year with. Um, Martavian Johnson, just a dude with the ball in his hand. So you start getting him on those screens, those jet sweeps. And obviously Ballard, you still have him running deep down the field. And Wilson Lamb last year. I mean, we had, a, we had a heck of a receiver core last year. I think I'm just somewhere caught in the middle of here are your players, this is what they're good at, and I need to call my offense accordingly. But I w- I'm not on the we need to get the best players the ball, and I'm also not on the I don't care about personnel scheme is scheme i'm somewhere in the middle yeah no, you need you, to not, you should be yeah you yes. have to base your offense around the players you have but i'm not just trying to force feed specific players there are some people where you might need to do that to keep them engaged to keep them honest keep their effort up which is a bad thing to say but let's be honest it's true mm-hmm. there are some players that you just have to cater to a little bit i'm not talking about mass on in yeah, general that's, that's anywhere that's anywhere there are some kids that they're going to lose focus they're going to stop paying attention they're not going to put the effort in when the when the call doesn't go their way are they going to put effort in on blocking sometimes it's you have to keep them the, engaged but necessarily the call doesn't go their way necessarily it's just it's not getting to them yeah so that as well but you know, I think that's just something that you have to account for. You have to account for the player that's going to get upset about something, or the player that's going to get better as it goes on. Some people are just bruisers. They need five. They need to get hit five, six, seven times, and then they turn it on. Right. You know, they talk about the running backs get better as the game go on. It's usually because they're big bruisers, and the defense doesn't want to tackle them anymore. But there's something to it that you get that momentum going, and they're mm-hmm. engaged. They see things. They might see a cutback that they didn't see earlier. And sometimes and then you get you know sometimes the you need start- that cheating over and then, cheating. Yeah. but at no point do i say like i just need to force him the ball i just need to give him the ball and him do what he does very rarely against a good team does that work yeah and i don't yeah but it is high school football it is high school football and there are some teams you can do that against there's some teams that you can't hmm. and i think the biggest thing with it is you know you identify the mismatches try and get your guys in the best spot and have a coherent system that it's it all meshes together well. You have your base stuff. You have your stuff that gets you guys the ball. You have your stuff that takes advantage of what the team is running that week that all meshes together in this one fluid system and be able to call it correctly, too. And from what I've seen in the past, yes, I think our staff can do that. And I, we've had success doing it. It's not, like a, it's not a question in my mind. So, no question. So No question. So now it's getting to watch them figure it out. Where's our offense going to go? What's it going to look like now? Are we just going to like lean into the run game? Or are we just going to like pretty much turn up, turn into the straight up single wing by week eight, week nine? Can I make a suggestion? To who? Anyone? What's up? So obviously, I would rather you know Masson do that because that's the team I root for. Mm-hmm. But in general, can we add a little bush league to our game, please? I've been a huge fan of bush league football. Explain that. Explain what you yeah, mean. Explain so Bush, that to All right, what? so Bush League, Bush League football is just kind of like Bush League is the best way I could describe it. And yeah. I've never really thought about using You know that what Bush term League before. is? It's Steubenville. It's how Steubenville plays. They do some Bush League shit. Steubenville is Bush League, just in general. Yeah. Throwing stuff at the school bus as it comes down the road is Bush League. Having your, Coming out with 50 having different your, formations. Having your speakers pointed straight down to the ground is Bush League. Having a horse that breathes fire is Bush League. Having the band. Like, throw crap at you as you're coming out of the, not tunnel, but as you're standing outside of the locker room because it's 
their locker room can only hold 15 people. That's Bush League, and it all adds up to greatness for them. It's It all just accumulates. A little, little stoom vote on us wouldn't hurt. But, so, I just kind of thought of the terminology for it, but this is my idea of Bush League football. All right. Older people are going to know what Bush League is more than younger people. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really only like a baseball term nowadays that people would know. And even that, like some of your younger people might not know what Bush League is. Bush League is like just doing, you know, not by the book. Doing some tricky stuff. Doing what it takes. Breaking the unwritten rules. You know, it's not illegal, but it's like, hey, you don't do that kind of stuff. That's Bush League. You know, I, I coming remember, at, coming out of a timeout yeah. and running straight into a muddle huddle formation on first down. Be sweet. Forcing the other team to burn a timeout for no damn reason. Be sweet. That's Bush League. <laughs> That'd be cool. And it's like, can we add a little bit of Bush League? I think every team I should like have it. You know, you come out and you do your stuff. You got everything you got going for you. And then you just motion into some crazy-ass formation to where their coach is like, and even if it doesn't work, <sighs> oh, I'm are big. they actually going to run a play right now, or are they just trying to – timeout, timeout, ref. Like, and, and I, just gotta, I, I have to burn this timeout. Even if it doesn't work, there's something to be said for chaos for chaos. Sake. Or you just come yeah, out in that crazy formation, and they don't call a timeout. They don't adjust to it very well. Boom, you hit them. Uh, you hit them for Worst six, case scenario, you hit them for, you hit them for six with, yards. Oh, okay, yeah. we hit them for six yards, but that's six yards. Yeah. You know, like not every – see, that's another thing. I've said it on the podcast before, but not every trick play has to be a touchdown. You no. could run a trick play for 10 yards, and it just really messes with people. There's the argument of how much time are you going to waste in practice working on this stuff. I, I think, And I think there are some sim- simple stuff you could probably mix in that doesn't have to be exact. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need you guys to learn exactly how to line up for this. It's just a concept. Like, we're going to have eight of you run to the left side of the line, and it's going to be a screen. There's some advanced and concepts they, in football. And if but. they don't adjust to this or throwing it, it, you know, if they do, like, you know, I don't know. We'll call a timeout. They'll call a timeout. Yeah. Or we'll just run the screen and get three yards, you know. The, the but key with adding chaos to, to it. I love to make it, it look – to make it look as complicated as possible while yeah. being as simple as possible because that means every team after that team you're playing like has to prepare for it in their practice time. Yeah. Your right, right tackle stands up and just motions out to the slot. Sweet. And it's like, what is this guy doing? All right, hold on. There's nothing illegal about this as long as you, you know, let's say we motion correctly, you get yeah. up, you're not, you know. <laughs> Point is, your right tackle just gets up. He's still your right tackle, but now there's a 15-yard gap between him and the right guard. Why? What's going on here? That would suck if they throw a quick screen or tackle eligible. Are we counting right? Are they unbalanced right now? Damn it. Defensive coordinators throwing a fit, yelling in the headset. Head coach calls a timeout. Or you have a right tackle lined up on a corner. Yeah. And you hope he just gets in the way. You never have to really block the corner. Just get in his way. You're a tackle. I think That's one, where they mess up. They whiff, and the corner goes right around them. One thing I just thought of that I want to do, it's it's an old air raid thing of like having super big splits with your offensive line is just gradually get more spaced out as the game goes on. Yeah. Because a def- as a defensive lineman, you're lining up off of their There's, offensive yeah. lineman. And you, yeah. you have to adjust. You the biggest have thing, to adjust to that. I, I'll tell you what, as playing as a D lineman, Splits make a difference for sure. Uh, mm. Changing splits on on the offensive line should be a thing that happens multiple times in a game. And if it's not, you can, that should be correct. You can call like, your front, not, yeah, yeah, call your front based off of how they normally line up, and then they line up different one time. And it's like, is this really how we want our defensive front to still be? Like, <clears throat> it probably no longer makes sense for me to be in a seven. Yeah, if they're going to be this split out, you know, I'll just go through the B gap or something. But exactly. you know, can I get a throwback on a punt return? <laughs> 
a kick return throwback. You know, like that forces the def- forces the coverage team to have one guy back or something. You just you're always thinking about it. You know, it's like little things that. It's a, it's so bush league. I keep saying it, but it's you'll high school football. But you'll see it's high it. Yeah. You'll see it on Sports Center once a week of somebody doing bush league. It's high school football, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Just the chaos it ensues. You can't base your team around it, but you oh, can, man. You you can devote you can devote five ten minutes of walkthrough time for some bullshit trick play that you the know. you know the highest scoring offense in college basketball for the last like thirty years is a team that has two people cherry picking the entire game. They never cross half court. They play three guys on defense, and as soon as they get a rebound, they throw it down and shoot a three. They've been the highest scoring offense in college basketball for 30 straight years because of that. If it works, it works. But they they completely based everything around a gimmick. Yeah. But it it worked. They're also a team that never had a winning season before before this so like you know they had nothing to lose but there's something to say about just adding a little razzle dazzle but you can do it without it being gimmicky like Stoneville did it without being gimmicky Maslin the year first year we played him on the renewed contract Maslin was a good football team went to the semifinals went toe-to-toe with Glenville for most of that game and they did quote gimmicky stuff and they just had us in fits so they'd come out on the UFO front and our line couldn't figure out what the best way to block them was call it be gimmicky and, or call it creative I mean you can do it without it being yeah I, I mean they had a very systematic way of doing things running that UFO front was not just random which which for anybody that's that doesn't know it's the entire defensive line is standing up and moving around pre-snap you're not you don't know where they're gonna down with your hand in the dirt zone zone run would be nice off of it i would assume yeah you would you'd probably want to go zone and then it gets people thinking and then as a defense you're actually dictating what the offense is running yeah so it there's a lot to it, but at the same time, you kind of out leverage. You're in a bad spot as a defensive lineman to try and defend the run game. I'm also or, a fan of forcing another team's hand. Yeah, really putting them where you want them. Exactly. I, I'm huge. You know, there's the Floyd Mayweather technique, and I know we've been doing that. We've had a lot of success with it. You know, we're gonna feel a team out, see how they're playing us, because like we've said a million times, every team's gonna come at us with their best they're going to have a game plan for us specifically a lot of the times almost always we're the better team and you can feel them out and adjust i think there's also something to be said to coming out and forcing other teams hand and it's like hey your whole game plan might be out the window we're gonna we're we're gonna show up we're gonna score 14 points on you in back-to-back drives to start the game and now you're not you have to adjust you have to adjust i'm doing something you might not be prepared for but now you have to prepare for it now. Yeah, and I guess this goes back to what kind of what Hank was saying. I don't know if this team's ready for that. They kind of have some things to iron out and get back to getting back at mm-hmm. being good at what we're good at. But at the same time, you can build that over it's, over time. Find that identity and just start throwing bullshit in there while you're doing it. I love it. Absolutely love it. I'm telling you, bro, he's got an arm. I'm just saying. Jaden Ballard went like two for three in his career. Yeah. Or three for three or something. I think <laughs> all I, for touchdowns. I don't think he ever threw a pass that was dropped. There were a couple interceptions in there, but <laughs> never drops. No dropped passes. I don't know. I just love, just love that stuff. Trick plays. Mm-hmm. I'm all for trick plays. Doesn't even have to be a trick play. Like you can just come out and do like some weird shit. Yeah. You know, tackle over, tackle eligible. That's not a trick play, so to speak. But put more Marcus I mean, Moore out there at tackle eligible. Mm-hmm. I bet you he could run <laughs> tote the rock. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
kid's an athlete. Let him let him go up against the linebacker or safety after he's caught the ball wide open. Let him do it. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I I get like, Marcus Moore the ball. If if nothing else, it would be entertaining to watch. And hey, if it doesn't work and we only pick up three yards passing, we're halfway to our goal. There you and go. that's that Maslin math coming in. Three times two is eleven. Nailed that's it. the one. Yep. Well, that's all I got tonight, boys. Uh, anything else we guys? got? Question. What's the question of the week? Runner. Oh yeah, Rob. That's uh, this is your, your spot. While I think of a question, we'll go to a short break. <laughs> hey, Tiger fans! I bet if you're anything like my partner Hank, you probably need to go see an eye doctor. Yes, sir. And if you do, we have the place for you. The Doring Vision Center is a primary care optometry clinic located in downtown Maslin. They have a wide variety of eyeglass frames, everything from budget packages to designer brands. And if you're like me and prefer contacts over glasses because glasses are a hassle, they have uh, the technology to fit all types of lenses. They treat most conditions, and they also take emergency visits as well. At the Doring Vision Center, most insurances are accepted, and you even have a good chance of getting a same-day appointment. So come on down to see former Maslin Tiger, Dr. Ben Doring, at 35 Erie Street North, Suite 110, Maslin 44646. And that's right next to the Alibi Bar, for those of you who know the local watering holes. Or you can check them out on Facebook at the Doring Vision Center. That's D-O-E-R-I-N-G Vision Center. Or give them a call at 330-880-0035. Doring Vision Center, proud supporter of all things Maslin. All right, boys. So our runner sounds question of the week, which uh, was impromptu by you guys. So I hope you have good answers for this. We're going with uh, what are your top sports movies of all time? So we're going top five. However you want to do it. Top five, if you want to rank them out. Yeah. I'm going to be here more for like a group effort. I'm not going to sit here and make my own list, mostly because I can't think of that many movies off the top of my head. But um, I think I'll chime in and be able to help rank them and argue and debate. So what do you got going there, Hank? So I'll start. Um, I'm starting with this that I don't consider Go Tigers a sports movie. I consider it just a way of life and a tradition in Maslin. So it's not on very, the list. Very Maslinian of you. Yeah. Timeless Rivals is good. Let me throw that out there. It is very good, yeah. So I'm going with uh, number five is obviously Rocky Four, The best one. The best one. Ooh, Rocky. Rocky yeah, Rocky versus Ivan Drago. Ivan, Ivan, throws, if he dies, he Ivan dies. Ivan Drago. He mm. dies, he dies. For me. You know, I fight for me. And you got Rocky fighting for America, baby. Number four. In this ring, you got two guys killing each other. But I guess that's better than 200 million. Number four, probably the second greatest pregame speech of all time, Miracle. Any given Sunday? Oh, Miracle? Yeah. 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 No, this I said second best pregame okay. speech. Best pregame speech is any given miracle. Sunday. Miracle. Okay, that's good. You know, you got the, another you one. You believe in miracles. Al I, Michaels, right? Yeah. And I guess that's another one of America versus the Ruskies. Didn't even notice that thing there until now. Real theme you got going on. Yeah. Here. Number three, the longest yard. The 2005 Adam Sandler one, because okay. I mm. haven't seen the original one. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it, and I just couldn't get over how it was very, like, 1970s film. 
I'm sure it's probably a better movie, but like just the cinematics. I, I found a list oh, that they man. had the the '70s one on there, and like explicitly said, "No, not the 2005 one." Like, Get out of here! 2005 one's great. Hey, but Burt Reynolds was an athlete. Yeah, he was an athlete. There's an old man in that one. Shit, he drove a nice car in that one movie. <laughs> that yes, movie. yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Firebird. Yes. Number two, this is probably in everybody's top five. Remember the Titans. We've all seen it. We all love it. It's hard not to. They played at the stadium mm-hmm. Saturday night. And number one, the replacements. Ooh. Replacements mm-hmm. number one. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. a, that's, Falco. In my, that's in my top Falco. five. Falco. Falco. Greatest fictional quarterback ever. That's your. That's the number one sports movie in mm-hmm. top five any movie? It's in my, yeah, it's in my top five Ooh. any movie. There's just something about it, man. Man, I don't know if I can put that number one. You know, you got the whole cast of characters in there. You got the deaf tight end that ends up being the dude at the end of it. You got playmaker Shane Falco that played got, for Ohio State. You got the cheerleader that knows Every, football. Yeah, you got the cheerleader that Even knows football. Even though she was like 40 in that. And but. then the rest of the cheerleaders that were actual strippers, I think, right? I, yeah. yeah, they recruited them out of the off the, off like the polls. That, but. I, hey, great movie, man. Movie. And then Gene Hackman, great coach. And I think they tried to like maybe not even his best sports movie. Hoosiers. <laughs> I mean, he's not the one carrying the film. He's a supporting. He's a supporting actor. <laughs> All right, that's fair. It's Shane Falco. It's a good list. Huh? That's a good list. That's solid. What What do you got over there, Matt? Uh, my problem is I have a little bit of recency bias going on. I just watched Friday Night Lights for the first time. Okay. And it was a solid movie. Yeah, and it was pretty good. It was hard for me to leave it out the top five. I. Maybe it's just because I literally just watched it. But it got me hyped. Reminded me of Maslin a lot. And I could see why when people were watching it, they were like, this is insane. How, how is this about high school football? Because it is kind of crazy. But I'm like, yeah, this shit would happen to Maslin. So that was that's up there. I'm not doing this in any order, by the way. That's I fine. cannot do it. Sandlot. Sandlot. No varsity blues on their Sandlot. There Sandlot, we go. Sandlot is in my top five. Period. Honestly, okay. I forgot about that one. Still wouldn't crack my top five, but it's up there. I just... it's. Not only is it one of the best sports movies ever made, it is one of the best movies ever made. Also, I believe that came out in 94, which is one of my top years of movies. If you look at mm. 1994 movies that came out, it's like unbelievable how good these movies were. Mm. Nothing nothing has come, like, nothing has been that good since. They don't make movies like they did in the late 90s. Like, 94 <laughs> is the late 90s, huh? Well, I'm just saying, like, there was just something about... I don't know. I'm getting old. Um, I'm going to throw Go Tigers in there because it is a sports movie, and it, it is a top one. Um, not a whole lot to say about that. Everybody's yeah. seen that. but um, If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Go Tigers, what are you doing? I'm going with Any Given Sunday. It's on my list. It's a good movie. So there was something about just the way they filmed it, like the whole style of it really threw me for a loop. It was uh, – who was in that? Al Pacino. Yep. Yeah. Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx. I can't do it for you. Great. I'm too old. Speech. I'm Great too speech. old. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Who else? Hoosiers is up there. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Yeah. Hoosiers is in there. Any of the other Rockies? No. I don't know. Only That's a great. And it is a sports movie. Mm-hmm. It is a sports movie. Rocky Four makes the list. The rest of them. Rocky one's good. Rocky one's Rocky, good. Rocky one through four are are good. After four, it's like 
I think it was Rocky too when Apollo was training Rocky. There was the beach running scene. And I forget the name of the actor that played Apollo, but he was an actual athlete. Yes. And it was like when Rocky finally beat him in a race, and you can see Sylvester Stallone is just like sucking wind for just running for dear life. And Apollo's just kind of like jogging along, just has to act like Rocky beats him. <laughs> you ever seen the transformation of like what Stallone looked like in the first movie compared to the fourth? I've not. Well, oh, he got money and looked dude, better. He's like sixty pounds heavier, <laughs> which is you know, which is impressive for someone that's five six. And also goes that's with the story. that's um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, Schwarzenegger is like five two. Okay. okay, they're both really short. Yeah, but don't Google that because for whatever reason, Google's convinced Schwarzenegger's six two. But ask anybody that's seen him, and they're going to say no, he's not. Tiny human. I think Stallone's like actually listed like five seven or something like. <laughs> Uh, another movie I just saw recently, I think it's called White Man Can't Jump, White Men Can't White, Jump. With the, um... With the d- uh, dude from... Uh, um... Damn it. Woody Harrelson. Yes, White gotcha. Man. Yeah. Uh, Beat me to it. I, I like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. So that helped. But, like, it was also just a solid movie. But that's kind of I've a seen, stretch of a sports movie. I've seen, like, YouTube videos of it. I've got a, but... I've got a couple stretch of sports movies. Woody Harrelson is what brought that up. You got, um... Uh, semi-pro. Okay. You know, yes. the Flint Tropics, Will Ferrell, all that. Yes, absolutely. Good movie. And also another classic Will Ferrell movie, sports movie, Talladega Nights. Oh! Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. sport is... NASCAR's what a sport. about Ford versus Ferrari, then? Yeah, that's a sport. That was a good movie. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Um, Draft Day Draft is Day's in my... It's, but it's a Cleveland hate, People hate movie. that movie, but I like it. I thought it was a great movie. What was it? Just what's the note? Just get whatever his name is. Dude that died. Yeah, it's um. What's the quote? It's a great quote. It gets me juiced. <laughs> yeah, you'll think of it, Rob, because no you matter, said it to me. It's no matter what. No matter what. Vontez Mac. No matter what. Von- yes. Say it again. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> oh. It's Vontez Mac. No matter what. Great movie. And How- man, if he didn't just absolutely destroy that draft. And then somehow salvage it in a very unrealistic way. But yeah. and speaking of Cleveland sports movies, how could we forget about oh, Major League? Major, Major League. League, yeah. Can we oh. can we throw the ESPN thirty for thirty believe one in there? We can do oh. that. <laughs> I mean, if we're putting Go Tigers in there, we can put that in there. Believe one. Is There's been some good thirty for thirty. Amazing. 30s. Yeah, you don't know Bo the U the, the U, U part two. <laughs> Catholics versus convicts. Catholics versus convicts. I think I've said like 10, so mm-hmm. Rob, you're up. I, I mean, I've just kind of been spitballing as we've gone. I don't really have a list. I definitely don't have a ranking. Um, you know, I think I like, obviously I like every movie we've talked about so far, but I, I don't have a top five. I think my reaction to a lot of these will probably explain which ones I like better than the others, but Rocky Four, obviously, amazing movie. Um... And then everything else, you just got some classics. It's hard to... Rudy. 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 It's hard yeah. to put some sides. of these... <laughs> he was offside. Also, I just... I never, I, I never got the... The blind big. side? Oh, the blind side, yeah. Blind side was solid. It's a good movie. I haven't seen... Going back to what you said, I haven't seen Remember the Titans in a while. It's been a while since I've seen it. I watched it as a kid, and I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember loving it, and I used to watch it a lot. But it's like, I haven't seen that in probably 15 years, 10, 15 years. I've seen like a few clips of it. Not too long ago, but I haven't just watched the whole movie in a while. Um, Moneyball. There's a lot. Moneyball. Moneyball. That's yeah. another one that I like. Big analytics guy. 
Um, there's just a lot of good sports movies. Kind of a interesting topic to think about. Yeah, there's a lot of sports movies. Mm-hmm. I'm on a I'm on a sports list, and this one I don't know if they consider this a sports movie. It is Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah, because that's, that's a good movie, golf. but I don't know if I consider this a, a sports movie. It is, but yeah. it isn't. I mean, whatever, you know. <laughs> Bad News Bears. We're not being too harsh around here. Bad yeah. News Bears. That's a good one. We are Marshall. We are Ooh. Marshall. Uh, let's see here. What else? What else we got? Uh, Blades of Glory, another Will Ferrell movie. No. <laughs> it, I think it is I technically. Like, I like the movie. I think it's funny. It is not a top five. <laughs> oh, no, it's not a top five at all. We, this has devolved into us just naming sports uh, movies. It's not top ten. <laughs> Goldhammer would say it's a good sports movie, but that's because he skates. <laughs> I at, least he, at least he used to. Yeah. I'm just saying it's technically a sports movie, which, like, that's three Will Ferrell sports movies. Did I ever tell you about the first time Jim watched Semi-Pro? No. You're about to. And... <laughs> you know, you know how this goes, right? Yeah. No, I don't. It took a while for me to like understand what he was asking, because he said, "Hey, I know what we're gonna watch for our next three for three night." And I was like, "Okay, what what do you want to watch, Jim?" Do they know what a three for three night is? I, I think he doesn't go need to go into you know whatever. You mentioned it. Three for three. You go. Uh, you go down to your local gas station and you get uh, three drinks or three dollars, and you sit at home and watch movies. <laughs> that that's what a three for three night was but we uh he, he said all right i want to watch that movie where the nascar guy plays basketball and i, <laughs> and I just said jim what are you talking about like i'm gonna be watching this for the first time also i guess <laughs> and it took a while then he finally remembered will ferrell's name and i was like okay i must have missed that one and then he's like no like the one where will ferrell plays basketball and i was like oh Semi pro. Yeah, we can watch that. You're watching that. Corn dogs, Jackie. <laughs> Corn dogs. Damn it, Vakitis. Don't you speak English? You ever watch The Natural? The Natural. Oh, Baseball. Man, movie. that sounds. Oh, now that we're on some other topics, what about Rookie of the Year? Oh. Um, With the young kid? No, no, no. Hold on. One of them is the old guy. One of them is the young kid. They're both, both great good. movies. They're both good movies. <laughs> but the names are Late similar, 90s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Um, so the ones were the high school coach. The rookie, and then there's the rookie of the year. Something like that. The one with the kid and the slingshot arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. And then the one where the high school coach. Like the rookie. At, at like age 30 goes and plays baseball. I, I got that. Also cool. The rookie is top five for That's me. a good movie. Also. That's a good movie. How about this one from Wave from the Childhood? Like Mike. Like Mike, that's a good Space one. Jam? Space, Space Jam, Jam. Space Jam, Space Jam. Heard Space Jam, Jam Two is trash. That's also what I heard. I mean, but I also heard it was like I also heard driven that, like, towards children. Yeah, so it's and like to look the, at it. That's from, the excuse they're making. I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you. But did you hear that China is not playing it? And they were they were anticipating like yeah. hundred million dollars. Yeah, it destroyed the revenue of it. They, it might be a negative movie. It because might be a negative it was, movie. It was going to be so big over there, but. Yeah, they they Oof. didn't play it. They they never mind. But uh, I heard like LeBron had way too much airtime. So like the first one, you know, Michael Jordan was in it a lot, but he wasn't like. The, it, I just heard like it's basically Michael Jordan. Not Michael, it was LeBron on film like nonstop the whole time. I'm talking. Also, about he that, had man. a stunt double. Bro, Can I you imagine to say that? <laughs> Could you imagine having a stunt double no, 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 for no, no. animated characters? No, listen to me though. Have, did you see the stunt double? 
Yeah. He needs to be signed by someone. This man was LeBron, but jacked. Yeah. More than LeBron. Like, LeBron... He's probably... LeBron, 2011 LeBron. a little bit shorter. Barely. But, yeah. I mean, Six, seven. Whereas LeBron looks tall. This guy didn't look tall. But when they're standing next to each other, they're pretty close. So they're it's like, oh, yeah. He needs to play a sport. He <laughs> is that sport. big. He just does... does he's jacked, just, he's just LeBron's stunt double. That's all. But it's like... He's probably on the athletic as hell. Yeah. He, can't, yeah. he can't, you know, hopscotch or whatever the hell these kids do. I'd like hopscotch. to. I'd like to. See, <laughs> I don't know what these kids are doing now. Hopscotch. I don't see kids leave the house without a tablet. But, so. <laughs> I would like I to know what kids, what <laughs> what scenes. Ooh, almost were, got a spit take out of me. <laughs> what scenes are oh, the stunt double in? That's what I want to oh, know. Boy. What scenes are what now? What scenes are the stunt double in? Like, was he playing defense against imaginary characters? He, was, he hasn't played defense in the yeah. NBA. All so right, well, he might as well get a yeah, stunt double. Stunt double was, was, was the stunt double like doing the dunks? <laughs> no, because I saw LeBron get strapped to like like those cables that make you fly. Jordan just did his in real time. Yeah, his arm really did just stretch that far. And his hang time was legit. Yeah. He didn't need the cables. Michael Jordan just hung up there. <laughs> LeBron needs cables. <laughs> Bro, but the, the cable, the stunt wasn't even sweet. It's like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this isn't even cool. Like, even if you had, you know, a million dollars of special effects, it's not a cool yeah. thing. Like, I'm sure they're pretty limited on what kind of acrobatics they were allowed to do with him. So we're out of movies then, huh? It kind of seems that way. Yeah. There's yeah. probably like a hundred more that are awesome that we just can't think of. There's that the one about the kid that broke the four-minute mile. Oh, yeah. Chariots of Fire is supposed to be good. Never seen it. The Fighter's good. Another boxing movie. Mark Wahlberg. Christian Bale. Pretty decent. Everything Christian Bale's in is pretty damn good. Have you guys ever seen American Psycho? <laughs> I have not. Completely. Uh, not you, a sports movie. Have you seen The Big Short? Yes. He's in that. Okay, so that's the uh, FW Renner and Sons question of the week there. I believe so. Top, top sports movies. That's the one. So, we got anything else, boys? Tailgate, what are you making? Ashley's bringing um, something. That's what I heard. I don't know. Jim texted me about it earlier. Is, um, the, is the smoker there? It will be. So we can still we can still cook some stuff up. We'll get it there. Again, open invite if anybody wants to join. I'll tell you what, that spread at the last tailgate, not only was it complete. There was a lot of stuff, too. It was a very complete spread. You know, we had potatoes, mac and cheese, pulled pork, turkey legs, Multiple dips, at least three or four different kinds of dips. Cheese balls, cookies. I did break out my salsa. Cookies, salsa. Roasted. It was more food than we could eat, that's for sure. But people ate. Mm. People ate. No. I'm, yeah, there's just so much food. That it, Yes. That's like... We I might went, not go into the Glen Oak. We went on a rant, you know, in the first podcast that never aired about we need people to come up because there's going to be too much food. And we had... Boy, we had... We had boy, were we spot on. No, yeah. we did we had Booster there's, Club dude. There's a few people that showed up. But. And, and then we had other Booster Club dude and Ernie and his family. It's like, it's like the credits at the end of a movie. Booster Club number one. Booster, Booster Club, Club guy number two. <laughs> yes. We, yeah, uh, we, did, we had some people come up, but... Well, what's... I mean, are you, are you off Friday? Yeah, I'm off every Friday. I'm not off this Friday. I'll be rolling into town. Got a got a golf lesson I'm going up for Friday. Hey, you got time to smoke. Probably. Yeah. 
Also, I was we'll get something going. If you get, yep. the, how hot does the firebox get? <laughs> hot. Because I'm starting to I've think never you held use it as a griddle, not just on the box, but like with a cast iron. Uh, it depends on what you're doing with it. You can't get it real hot. No, nah, you probably wouldn't get it pretty hot. Right? You probably wouldn't cook something up there, but you could have like a you could have a stew at a rolling temperature. I've had no. I did cook. I did cook something on it before, but it was not like it was a sauce. It was not a yeah. And it got. I mean, it fully cooked. Yeah, you get stuff pretty hot. It you know what you put up there. I, I'm not you know something that's like needs to be cooked long. Probably not. You might not want to cook like meat up there, but. Well, we got less than forty-eight hours, I believe. Yeah. I'm I'm curious at what point when our when we stop talking about mass and football and yeah, this just turns just, into a conversation between us that people just turn listening. this off. Yeah. No, I think they listen to all of it. I, like people were talking to me about it, like, and they're, they're not talking about me being on. They're talking about YouTube, and it's like they want this podcast. I, that's, that's why I, we're I think doing you it. Fail to realize how bored people are. <laughs> I I, I, I think that's bored. why we're here currently. <laughs> I'm also bored. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? Exactly. I guess might as well sit around, talk some massive football, and bullshit about... Any predictions? Fun ones for this uh, game. Fun, ooh, fun ones. I'll do one. Maslin's going to get an INT for a tutty. I was going to say a kick return. Um, I think Brawley's going to knock another kid out. Did you see people saying he led with his helmet? Mm-hmm. I, th- I didn't think it was a he- helmet to helmet. I-, I saw Twitter trolls with two followers saying that. I think it was helmet to helmet. I do not think that he led with helmet or like intentional. Correct. It was just. It, I think the running back just turned a, into him, and it, that is why it was helmet to helmet. Because if you watch, yeah, the, the running back route think, was going yeah, wide, and all of a sudden he makes a cut, and all of a sudden, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. No. I do think helmets probably touched each other. Yeah, it was. Not saying, I mean, it's not a flag or penalty or incorrect or anything. I just, I do think how much touch that's, tackles. That's how that's some fo- tackles I mean, it's football. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to avoid. It. That's why you wear them. Yeah, he's not but, launching himself into the other player helmet first. That's just, yeah. It, oh, it just happens. Yeah, it absolutely happens. That was my favorite play. I mean, that was a great play. Yeah. So yeah, with that, uh, go Tigers. Be Glen Oak. Go Tigers. <laughs>